Good morning, everyone. It is another episode of Corporate Break, and today, as always, I am here with my guests Ben and Kevin. Hey, guys. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. Today we have a, we having a topic about the around the shared service industry, but this is the special one. We call it Shared Service Center One on One, and this will be the session that we are going to carry on for the next couple of months. The idea is to have a session once a month when we actually explain what is the shared service sector what are the what are the trends and uh, how does it look like in poland but also globally today this is the today we are going to record the intro there will be many topics around the shared service industry but this is some kind of heads ups for you what you can expect to have in in this kind of session so very quickly, uh, let's go to the first, first and most important topic. What is the shared service uh, industry and what we can actually include? And this is a question to, to my guests. I, I, I could, I could, uh, I could start, Robert. So, you know, shared service center, that could be a BBO, uh, which is basically um, in, in an outsourcing structure. And there's many uh, big players in here, namely um, uh, Capgemini, IBM, or else. Um, and then you will have a, a bit of an insourcing, um, which is uh, basically the, the business where they build their own um, shared service center um, in Poland. Um, and then you have a hybrid one, uh, which is basically in between. Uh, so you get the, some of the core functions and skipped in as an as in insourcing, um, and then others being outsourced to a service provider, a third party. Good, Kevin. Would you like to add something? Yeah, I think was it uh, obviously Ben uh, mentioned some of the, the bigger companies here. I think it's not only some of those larger companies, but a lot of smaller companies are also as said open up their shared service centers, uh, and I think we see that where the the size is very varied. Uh, whether it even be from uh, very small organizations are outsourcing even their outsourcing was that uh to, to companies was it here in krakow and to poland as well yeah indeed one remark from my side is that the shared service industry is possible or the moving processes to the another possible location uh, is possible due to the kind of a lack of physical attachment of those processes so let's say if we have a finance in the other area in europe it can be easily moved for example, to Poland, because basically what we need to uh, deliver the process is the good connection, internet connection or telephone connection or the system connection. And actually it is enough to be able to deliver those processes. So together with the technology, the moving processes actually uh, is much, much easier than it, it was like 10 or 20, 20 years ago. Uh, good. Another topic is related to Poland, because we all based in Poland. We work for the shared service industry in Poland. Of course, we're supporting the international uh, companies. But what are the uh, 
kind of the key f feature why Poland is uh, is chosen by uh, from the by the um, international investors as a location for their their shared service center. I I can only add is I can only add one thing that in the in the uh, Tolon report, and this is a report that is released one uh, once a year, there are three three location. Uh, there are three locations from Poland. It is Warsaw, uh, Wroclaw, and then Kraków, which actually actually are in the top of the best location for the shared service location. Uh, so, guys, why why is that? Why do we think that the uh, Polish market is is most frequently chosen location in in Europe. I, I will start with that, Robert. I think I think it goes back to the history, right? When when uh, Poland accessed the European Union, um, had ha had an edge uh, versus other um, countries um, um, actively working in the sector, here, namely Czech Republic, like from our vicinity, of course, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and Hungary. It's basically for one is the the first steps where anyone want, want to relocate or build a shared service centers are going to look at them at the labor arbitrage and and in Poland, um, at least in the last five um, to ten years, has been um, um, on top of that list. It's really um, cheaper to have shared service centers in in Poland. Is it now it the case or not? I think we're going to talk about it later on, but. The ones that still ticks the box is basically having competitive workforce and 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 good and, and, and good universities, and in, in particular in, the, in that scenario is basically language capacities. There's a lot of students that again, there's a lot of people actually, young people speaks more than um, two languages, which is the Polish and English. They do speak a third language, a European language. And on top of that, I, I would add to it basically develop infrastructures. And here you name the three cities: the Wrocław, um, Kraków, and Warsaw. Um, so I, I've, I've visited many other um, cities um, elsewhere in Slovakia, for example, in Czech Republic, and I can tell the infrastructure that they've got in Poland it's way superior in what they could get in there, especially when it comes to connections to airports and so on and so forth. For example, Czech Republic, when you when you talk about shared service centers, you only talk about Prague. It's very expensive. So even though they have qualified workforce, but it's labor arbitrage in there, this is kind of marginally thin versus, for example, Krakow, which is considered to be the hub, and I believe it's bigger than Warsaw and, and that perspective. And and, and 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 I think one of the, the, the third elements um, is basically having a bit of more a, Say I'm not, I'm not an expert in, in, in labor law, but I think it's one of the easiest to operate. At least I can compare it to Slovakia, where it is a lot more complex to create the shared service centers in Slovakia because the laws are there is a bit more complex. One, I think in Poland, relatively um, um, uh, less um, 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 complicated to run a business in that perspective. Yeah, I, I would add to that. Was it, uh, I think it's evolved. Was it Ben, as you mentioned, I think it was the kind of labor cost at the beginning. Was it even, you know, fixed asset costs of having the offices and uh, such like that? I, I think the prices have all increased over time. Was that uh, I think uh, another um, thing that's helped it is the actual investment by uh, the government, local government, as well in the infrastructure. 
has been key. They realise that this is a key part for their uh, economy, uh, for jobs, especially for young people. There's also the the location of Poland, was that being was that uh, quite central to Europe? Was that uh, uh, good flights? paths was that to all the main countries within uh, Europe and also was it connecting flights for say the US and India so I think this has all led to it and maintained it and let it grow from just the beginnings when it was just uh, generally just costs was it why Poland was picked obviously there's languages as well is that uh, there you go was it, there's three of us on this podcast uh, Robert as you mentioned was that we're all based was that in uh, Krakow? And, you know, was that we don't do only uh, one of us, Robert, you're uh, opposed to uh, national. Was that uh, myself and Ben are not? Yet we were able to come here. Was that we were able to uh, work with people? There's multiple languages covered. And it's very much of a, a becoming more and more of a multicultural uh, country, especially places like Krakow, Warsaw, and Wroclaw. Yeah, indeed, I'm I'm agreeing with all you saying. I I, I can give you a, a a bit of statistic. The the Polish market is uh, offered not only the well-educated people, but also uh, the high range of employees that actually leaving university every year. So the shared service centers or basically all the entities. Um, related to the shared service industry, mostly are located in the biggest city. And most of the biggest city in Poland offers at least one university. So it's, it's, uh, it's not only the, the quality of the uh, employee in Poland, but also the number of employees that are on the market. The second one, you mentioned language and the statistic, or even not the statistic, but the, the, the report shows that there is more than 40 language uh, that service is delivered in Poland. So basically, this is those are the languages that the, the people they can use during their work, uh, uh, during the yeah, during the the, the 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 work. And then also the infrastructure. I used to have a client from from US, and actually they always saying that they like to come to Poland because uh, because the the offices are so new. If they compare the office from New York to what we had in Krakow. It's like they 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 uh, they say that it's co comparing those two is like a big different because everything is is new. Even if we compare the offices from Krakow or from Warsaw from Warsaw to London, we also can offer very similar quality. And because the shared service industry is quite young, because it's like fifty or twenty years old. The, the infrastructure itself is, uh, is is pretty new. And then the communication, the airports mostly are located very close to the city center. So even if we look at Krakow, we need we need like 30, 40 minutes to get to the airport by car. And then if you use train, it will be even 20, 20 minutes to, to get to the airport. So all of those factors says that actually the Poland is good location for the uh, for the shared service uh, entities that forging investor are trying to to place here. Uh, but I would like to come back to this to the to the first feature that that Ben you mentioned is the uh, um, the cost of Polish employee because this is of course this is also the 
the key. This is also something why it is the Poland is chosen because we still are very competitive to to other uh, European languages to uh, European countries. But uh, at this point actually is is increasing. So salary in Poland are increasing, and the question is when when the trend will change, when the investors will say that, of course, you have a good infrastructure, you have a good transport, uh, you have a, a good quality, but actually you are too expensive. I think this is the third, the third segment, so like where the shared service centers could go from here. And I'd like to break it down to two typical categories, which is basically headwinds and tailwinds. So the, in my mind, the headwinds is the day because as I alluded to in early on and, and, and I'm echoing a bit of what you guys are saying as well, um, I, I think the cost of Poland is not cheap anymore, relatively not cheap to what it was in the past. Um, um, and then we could argue whether that's still cheaper than its neighboring country or on the same level. I know for, I don't remember where the, the numbers that I've seen, but I know that they are now on bar with with the salary levels, for example, in Bragg, I'm talking here Krakow versus Bragg, Warsaw has become way more expensive um, than it is in Krakow. And you can see the tendency right now, shared service centers looking to uh, what they call like, a, 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 um, how you call it, um, a backyard offices. It's like they're going to a smaller towns in, in, um, in, in, in within Poland um, just to get a bit of um, a labor arbitrage elements in there. So th this is a big um, headwinds. And on top of that, I will add a bit of the policy part of it. And I think the minimum wage increase in Poland gonna uh, going to have a negative impact um, somewhat on, on, the, on the level of the cost of labor. Uh, but more importantly, automations. Um, I, I think automation is going to create really a a lot of um, headwinds, whereas um, the labor cost would be compared as um, to um, investing in in robotics and, and automizations projects, um, whereas, of course, the return on investment will be favorable to um, to having investment in that field. The third element, um, it's basically the offspring of COVID, um, it, which is means we are heading to a new working environment, whereas employment is not the only way to get job done. And what that means, basically, you as in a labor force sitting in Poland and here will be competing against a labor force sitting elsewhere within Europe or elsewhere once the policy will allow. So those are the, the three headwinds. In my mind, the tailwind, uh, which is still favorable to Poland, is basically the real estate. As you said, the real estate is really cheaper than elsewhere and very modern and allows businesses to relocate. But then the question is here, do we still need as much of real estate? Mm, we can argue with that. Um, infrastructure is still superb, I, I think, and will only develop further. Um, but as the infrastructure de develops further, it's basically the tendency that the cost will increase, the cost of living will increase with it. it just this is a natural course of um, mature market. Um, the only element that I could think of that still and will continue be relevant short to medium term is the competitive workforce. Um, I think that's will continue with one um, thoughts around it. I think university has to adjust the, their um, um, their education program to uh, produce more of the people, technical people in the technology part of the equations. And this is the only way Poland will continue to differentiate itself as a country for shared service centers, basically riding the wave of digitalizations and digital transformations, optimization, robotics, 
more than what has been in the past um, education in terms of accounting and finance and economics. So that's how I see it basically going forward. Yeah, last, last time I read the sentence that actually in the future we'll not have a finance people, but we are going to have a finance people with the uh, with the uh, uh, sorry, we are going to have a IT people with the uh, with the uh, um, kind of a fi finance background. And this is, goes back, I think, to episode ten, part three, and two and three, when we talked about like having a. You know, hiring for tomorrow, what that means is basically having a, an assets that has a core competence. It could, could be in the finance, but it's only not finance. They have to have more uh, competence and skills in terms of, you know, project management, uh, um, IT infrastructures, development, automizations, digitalization. Yeah, and, I think you know, I definitely see that. And I think it's, uh, for me, maybe it's a, a hope but i would see it being more actual finance people developing their um skills in the it field uh, rather than maybe it developing finance i think that's maybe going to be easier but this uh, also kind of maybe a little bit like the, the previous episode where we discussed uh, coaching as well where you need to have that idea of where you want to go people need to realize that the roles will change automation will come in it, what we are seeing currently, and I, I know this is 101, so not going into it too much, but there's also uh, COVID impacts of how now companies are doing homeworking and they may be looking, thinking, actually, do we need to have centres and the costs for having offices in different locations where if people are working from home, they could work from any home in any location. And technology has made it far easier was that now this technology was perhaps also developed to help with uh, shared service centres to make it easier for different offices to connect around the world and work together. Of course, this technology is now being used on a much bigger scale with homework and etc. So I definitely think it's uh, the we need to evolve more. So when we first started, uh, say the shared services in Poland, it was yes, it was cost, labour costs. It's evolved now to all of the extra investments and the technology used, modern offices, great uh, transport connection, uh, the languages. But now we need to be looking forward to the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years and what other challenges. And definitely was the automation is going to play a key part in that. Good. I think it is enough for the first episode of uh, the shared service industry one one. Of course, there will be more in the in the in the future episodes where we actually expand uh, each topic uh, that was discussed today. Guys, thank you very much, and talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks, Robert. See you next one.